on this week's episode of Today I Would Like to Share. Um, and then, Andrew, that makes you Dr. Zombie. I hope you like to moan. <laughs> oh, I can shit the world. Just give me some Chinese food and we're good. So us normal humans wouldn't be able to compete anymore and they get like this breakaway civilization. Hello and welcome to Today I Would Like to Share, where we take some time out of our busy lives to share the things important to us. My name is Kyle and with me today, I once saw him broker a peace treaty between a colony of red and black ants, Jordan. If I broker a peace treaty, you mean step on both sides until they all die. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a kind of peace, right? <laughs> Uh, and I heard from a little bird that he caught the mew underneath the truck in the original Pokemon, Andrew. I was just looking for my gum that I dropped. How did, how did it get underneath the truck? My did gum? S- yeah. Did or did I you drop drive? it and the truck drove over it? Nah, I mean, I saw something surprising and it shot out of my mouth. <laughs> like, rolled underneath the uh, truck, reached under to grab it. Little Pokeball under there. In the comic book, in the comic book version of your life, there'd be like seven exclamation points over your head. <laughs> so what's good with the two of you not much just same old same old looking for a new job yeah what about you up. andrew um you know it's going pretty good awesome i'm looking to hire somebody yeah but like for like as a personal assistant yeah actually you're not far <laughs> off personal Weird. assistant oh, really? foot rub you know, that kind of thing. Just Weird. I'm looking tending. for a new job. You're looking to hire someone. I know. It's almost like we could <laughs> kind of resolve both these problems. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's almost my birthday. I'm going up uh, north on Labor Day weekend to open up my cabin and uh, help some friends open up there. So I'm super excited about that. But Hell yeah. Uh, I just got to get, gotta get through a couple more weeks. For sure. For uh, sure. So yeah, let me uh, jump right into it. And um, today I would like to share a script that I wrote for the two of you. I like how I always make you guys do stuff. It's fun. So I posted the link in the Discord. And it is the script for Dr. Zombie Episode 1. So uh, we're going to have to do some casting real quick. Um, There's a two-part piece for somebody. And they're going to be, and this is going to be the most reading, so just keep that in mind. Who wants to be hot nurse slash surgeon? Sure. You want to be the hot nurse slash surgeon? Okay, so if, if you click on the link, you will be everything in yellow. And uh, I'll give you a couple minutes to go over the script and everything so you know your know your lines and you can come up with some voices for them. Um, and then, Andrew, that makes you Dr. Zombie. I hope you like to moan. <laughs> um yeah <laughs> but there's a semi, part semi-professional at it for a few years but oh really i'll try to get my oh, yeah we're gonna have to share that story sometime on. later because <laughs> i'd love to hear that um so yeah you're gonna be dr zombie you're the only thing i can really say is kind of make your moans sound like sentences um at varying lengths and there's one mm. there's one point there's one point where you say brains it's by where my cursor is right now on the on the sheet I don't know oh, if you yeah. can see that. Okay, cool. Um, Should be able all to right. handle that. And then I will be the narrator. Uh, but yeah, uh, look it over just for a second, and then uh, let me know when you guys are comfortable, and I'll cue us in. 
I prefer to go in with no preparation. So I'm okay. Same. Yeah. Okay. Let's improv it. All right. So, fade in. Doctor Zombie and Hot Nurse are standing in a hospital room with a patient lying unconscious in the bed. His head is wrapped with bandages. What do you think, Doctor? Is he going to make it? <laughs> that is that is crazy to think that there's only been four cases ever and you were able to diagnose him. Truly amazing. But isn't it highly contagious? Should we move him to quarantine? <laughs> Brains? Oh. oh, doctor, behave yourself. There are others around. We can't make out right now. God, you're right. Ravish me, you sexy corpse. <laughs> Sweet Jesus, let's make baby corpses. <laughs> the intercom interrupts. Ding. Dr. Zombie to the OR immediately. Dr. Zombie to the OR. Uh, you should go. You are needed. Dr. Zombie shuffles away slowly. Be swift, my love. Cut. Fade in. Operating room. Dr. Zombie enters the room with several surgeons desperately awaiting help. They are pacing and looking full of concern. <clears throat> oh, Dr. Zombie, thank goodness you're here. While performing a standard rotaphaplasty, we realized we weren't operating on his ankle at all and accidentally removed his heart. You have to help fix this. <laughs> Huh? Dr. Zombie, what are you doing? Dr. Zombie shuffles over to the body on the operating table and grabs the head, violently bashing it against the table, cracking open the skull. He then proceeds to eat the brains out of the skull in the surrounding area. Oh god, Dr. Zombie, what are you doing? You can't just... Ugh, gross! Well, call it, people. Time of death is 4.23pm. Damn, that's the third one this week. Camera zoom on Dr. Zombie with a shit-eating grin and exaggerated shrug. Cue sitcom theme music. The end. <laughs> that was great. Uh, oh man, thanks so much. That, oh god, that, that. When I usually try to be funny, I'm trying to make myself laugh, and just as I I don't know why, but the zombie moans are the funniest thing in the planet. Oh. I hope there's uh, another episode of that. Oh, there for sure is going to be. That's actually, um, that's actually what my question is going to be for this week. Um, what thrilling and wonderful characters are going to be in uh, future episodes of Doctor Zombie? I think in the next, well, not next episode, but in a future episode, one of them should be a patient. Mm, like hot nurse gets hurt yeah and then like doctor zombie <laughs> has to choose between making out with the nurse or eating her brains <laughs> the like age old question <laughs> I think you could also he could maybe also like run into you know a street food vendor outside the hospital that usually stops at it's like count spatulas or something like that mm-hmm yeah okay and it's a vampire that runs it <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> that's good um 
Hmm. What do I want? I want them to have an evil brother or twin. Oh, so oh, another man. zombie? That's going to make some great dialogue. It's just two people going back, back and forth going... <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it'll make me laugh. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, thanks for reading my script, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> just, that's you know, fun. Inspiring screenwriter here. <laughs> that's a great script. I can't wait to hear more about the hijinks of Dr. Zombie. <laughs> He'd probably be bashing people's heads in and eating brains. <laughs> Uh, that was good thank you great job he doesn't go anywhere without his melon spoon (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh the melon spoon oh man beautiful today I would like to share toilet paper orientation I assume you guys understand and know what this is. Um, no, but can we play a game where me and Andrew guess what that means? Absolutely, let's do it. Oh, uh, yes, okay. Sorry, I, I thought of something, so I gotta go first. I apologize. It's gotta be when you're training for a new job, but you both had too much spicy food to eat the day before, you and your trainer, so you're shitting on the toilets with diarrhea and then they are orienting you to your new job. Okay. So that's okay. an efficient use of time. <laughs> exactly. I like that. I like that. That's what I'm and looking also for in my new hire. <laughs> oh, I can shit. Jordan, write it down. <laughs> Just give me some Chinese food and we're good. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I think I might know what, what it actually is. Because I believe it's um, a checkpoint. Uh, when young people are first going to college, university wants to make sure that you know how to properly wipe. You're going to be around a bunch of other kids. So it's the part of the college orientation where they take you to the bathroom. They show you proper wiping form. Ooh, okay. That, so that, is... that reminds me of something that happened to me and Jordan in high school. There was one point in time. Um, because you started off that by saying like when colleges, and I was like, oh man, back in high school, me and Jordan had a speaker who came and was talking about college and like how to you know prep for college and things like that. And then he goes, you know, you're gonna be in college and you're gonna have to pay for things that you you normally don't have to. Did you know you had to buy your own toilet paper? <laughs> yeah, dude. Of course. Wait, I knew that. Were there people no, that were just... surprised by that news? Yeah, yeah. It's like, but you said like check marks, and I'm like, oh yeah, you got to make sure you yell it. Like that's what you do to prep people for college. You get a checklist, and one of them is yell at them about having to buy their own toilet paper. You're gonna have to wipe your own ass too. <laughs> How many different techniques do you think there are to wipe your ass? That's an interesting question. Um, I know exactly four, and that is. Um, you can either wipe from the front or the back, and then you can wipe forwards or backwards. Mm-hmm. Like, towards your crotch or away from your crotch. So, all those combinations make four wipes, four types of wiping. Okay. Alright. See, I think there's probably not one right way, right? I think if you're gonna wipe properly, you need to wipe in all four. Well, if you're gonna wipe right, you're gonna get on your ass cheek, so... <laughs> there is definitely don't want to wipe right. <laughs> Yeah, but then you just get it off your ass cheek. <laughs> uh, 
But anyways. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Before we go too far down that rabbit hole, uh, toilet paper orientation is basically a preference if you want the toilet paper to go over or mm. under while you're pulling it. Mm. Right. Right. Okay. So, orientation I took in a totally wrong way. Yeah. Hey, I like both of yours better than this. More interesting. <laughs> But there's actually a lot of science behind this. There's a lot of studies. Um, excuse me. I just swallowed my spit. But a professor of psychology at the University of Michigan classifies the choice of toilet paper orientation as tastes, preferences, and interest. Why the fuck is taste in there? <laughs> I'm I mean, have I know you it's ever not. tasted oil? Have you ever tasted toilet paper? <laughs> yeah, you, you I got could that be flavored. missing out. You got that flavored toilet paper. It's for when, like, you you wipe your butt, and then later on, somebody tosses your salad, and then it can taste like oranges. Well, you do have uh, receptors in your butt that are similar to the ones in your mouth for like tasting food. Did you know that? That's why, yeah. like, when you eat spicy food. It feels spicy coming out because you have, like, right. I think it's, I can't remember the name of the chemical that makes things spicy, but you have receptors for that chemical down Capsaicin. there as well. Yeah. A lot of people, there's a whole group of people that believe that the connections to either choosing over or under are age, sex, or political philosophy, which is amazing to me. And then there's actually a survey evidence that's showing a correlation with socioeconomic status, which kind of makes sense, really? but, uh, yes. I don't know how the political philosophy makes sense, but oh, it's interesting up, how does, to me. How does SES affect toilet paper orientation? Wait, do you know which direction's which? I just want to know how poor I am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Actually, that it doesn't. I'll have to pull up the study and I'll let you guys know, but I'm not sure. That's crazy. What? Um. That. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. I just. Do you guys want to guess? Wait. Let's do a poll. Can we? Can we see like, who's doing what? Right yes. now. Yes. That's what I was gonna ask. Yeah. First. First of all, do you guys prefer over or under orientation? I'll go first. I'm a hundred percent over. Yeah. Over makes the most sense. So I'm gonna let gravity, you know, take it over the top. Absolutely. Same with you, Cap? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm 100% over, too. Monsters and you do guys, it the other way. The world pretty much agrees with us. Do you <laughs> agree with us? Do you want to guess the percentage of people in a survey that agree with us? 85%. Um, I, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I would say it's less than 20% disagree. That's what I was going to say. You said it's less than 20% that are over or under? Or under. Okay. Okay, so since 1993, there have been, well, let's see, one, two, three, four, five surveys with people from all over the world um, that have been conducted, and the average is about 68% people go over. The highest out of all of them was 73% back in 1993. Okay. Dang. So less than I thought. But close. But pretty close. It's very close. 
there's actually a lot of science that goes into this. It's people's jobs that basically depend on figuring out if people go over or under. There's also a guy that invented a mechanical roll that you put in between the roll. It's called the tilt-the-roll, and you can basically move it around so it's over or under based on your preference. Which what? is incredible to me. This dude is a millionaire because he created some stupid little device to switch the roll around and instead of just taking people... it off and flipping it yourself. Yeah, and because two people in the same household had different preferences on which exactly. way the toilet paper went. That brings me to my next point. There have been several, several cases of divorce because, <laughs> like, this is the number one listed thing on several divorce cases where their partner's just like, yeah, I can't deal with going under or over. And they don't want to switch it. They just fight over it. Isn't marriage just a, a wonderful institution? <laughs> uh, isn't that incredible? It's, it's amazing. Oh, wow. Since we already used my question, I was going to ask you if you guys go over or under. Going off this tilt-a-roll invention, if you guys were to invent some stupid, useless product, I guess not useless, it's pretty useful, some stupid, practical product for an everyday inconvenience, what would it be? You ever seen one of those cartoons where um, to get somebody out of bed, they hit a button and then like a like linear actuator just lifts the bed and they slide right out? Yes. Just that. I don't want to. I don't want to climb out of bed anymore. I just want to slide right out of it, and preferably like down a slip and slide into my shower, if possible. That'd be fucking amazing. I think I'd love fun. that. I would buy that if you invented it. <laughs> I mean, everything just exists. Everything exists already. I just have to hook it up. Of course. Then <laughs> again, that would be pretty expensive to get a linear actuator that big. I don't have that kind of moolah, but you know, whatever. All you need is a fireman pole, man. Right right underneath your back. <laughs> but I don't, dude, I don't even want to, like, swing my legs over. That Now I got to climb a, climb a pole and, like, hang on to it? Ugh. True, true. Also, have you been down a fire pole? I mean, have you ever just slid down a pole in general? The end comes yeah. really quickly. It's also not fun. <laughs> it's also not fun. Why do we as not kids think that's going to be so much fun? I don't get it. Uh, my dad volunteered for a fire department when I was a kid. They had mm -hmm. one that was just from one floor to the one directly below. So mm -hmm. you didn't, like, get too much momentum or anything, and it was actually kind of fun to use. Right. As an adult with bad knees. I guess we're just knees, fucking lame, Kyle. Yeah, as an adult <laughs> with bad knees, I do not find fire poles fun. <laughs> I'm Man. going on the record right now. Kyle Townsend against fire poles. <laughs> I will join you in that campaign. <laughs> Take all uh, the fire poles down. Take all the fire poles down. Sign no, don't take them all down. That sounds hard. Just put like a uh, sign on it that says out of order. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. All I right. want a doggy door for my bike. That's mine. Ooh. Doggy door for your bike? Yeah, I ride my bike to work every day and like open the door and kind of shuffle my bike out the door and then shut the door behind me. I just want to be able to like slide right out a doggy door style thing. With my bike. Just like ride it out of your house? <laughs> yeah, but it will only open if it knows my bike is nearby. Do that you... would be 
Awesome. Do you live in an apartment? No, no, I live in a house. Okay. Gotcha. Never mind. There goes my idea. But well, I say I did. What's your idea? <laughs> um, if you live on like the third floor, right? It'd be annoying to get a bike up to the third floor. So on your balcony, you just hook up like a little winch, and then like you press a button, it goes down. And when you're on the ground, you press it again, it goes all the way up. And it just maybe it's connected to the, the bike gears, and I just sit on my bike and pedal. Oh my, my way god, back that up. would be amazing! <laughs> there you go. Oh, but we found it, guys. We found the idea. Good job. <laughs> we solved. Living on a third floor with a bike. <laughs> we didn't even need to be at the lake. <laughs> uh, man. Uh, today I'd like to share human-animal hybrids. Oh, shit. Yeah. The future is now, okay? We have them. They exist. <laughs> We've got them. Prove it. Well, it all happened in 2017. Let me tell you. All oh, right. so we have we've we've had them for a while. Apparently. We've had them since 2017. All right. Scientists embedded a pig embryo oh, with no. human cells, and they is, lived. Is his name oh, Donald man. Trump? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, all right, so let me just kind of clarify what we're talking about, mm. because there is kind of a giant conspiracy going around. I don't know how giant. Giant's kind of maybe the wrong word. There Probably is a conspiracy theory going around that the plan for human-animal hybrids is creating, like, ultra-humans that are just, like, better, faster, stronger, have feathers, Mm-hmm. And it will just look cooler. So us normal humans wouldn't be able to compete anymore. And they get like this breakaway civilization. Reality probably isn't matching up with that <laughs> quite yet. Uh, out of 100,000 cells in this pig embryo, one was a human cell. Mm. So that was the ratio that they're working with in 2017. Mm-hmm. However... In 2018, they were able to do it again with a sheep embryo, and they reached 0.01% of the cells. Uh, So that'd be one out of every Mm -hmm. 10,000. We're human. They're getting closer. So that's a 1,000% increase. Yeah, in one year. Not bad. What's the... Sorry, go ahead. No, you've got a question. Go ahead and jump in. What is it? What is the benefit of being part sheep? See, here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. One. Well, actually, let me answer that. But I will clarify before I answer it that that's they're not actually trying to make half sheep, half mm-hmm. people. Right. They're just trying to see if they could get human cells to live in a sheep mm-hmm. embryo. Right. But think about how soft that sheep fur is, right? The fluff make wool out of that stuff it's nice yeah so that would be the benefit if you're living in the northern regions of our planet it could be useful you could have a stay warm shirt yeah i have a question yeah have you seen the movie sorry to bother you i have not Mm. neither of you have no all right never mind it kind (laughs) of That movie has a really weird twist in it that deals with this 
particular subject, but it's with horses. Interesting. But yeah, I, you I know, know, I'm not gonna lie. He... I've never seen it and don't care if it gets spoiled. Same. Okay. So well, in that case, me. so I guess spoiler so... warnings for. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry to bother you. Yeah, sorry to bother you. So it, it's a actually a telemarketing movie. Uh, you guys mm-hmm. probably saw the trailer for it. I'm assuming it's yeah. a black guy and he has, he like he uses his white voice to make a lot of sales. It's like mm-hmm. a satire on telemarketing. But as he moves like way up into the company, he's making a ton of money and he's like the top guy there. He goes to a party at basically the guy that owns Amazon. It's not actually Jeff Bezos, but in the mm. movie, it's the guy that basically owns everything. And he does what he thought was cocaine, um, but it's not. Later on in the movie, you'll find out what it is. But as he's trying to find a bathroom, he goes exploring in this guy's house, and he goes into the basement, and he walks into this room, and there's just probably 100, 200 half-human, half-horse hybrids and some of them look like they're in pain they're like help us basically this guy was trying to make half human half horse hybrids to be his workforce for pretty much no money just because he can and he has them he's just taking people off the street offering them what they thought was cocaine and then like a week or two later they turned into a horse basically so So the main character turns into a horse hybrid Eventually, yeah. They, at the very, very end of the movie. Like, he thought he was good, he thought he made it out, and then he turned into a horse. What is way. this movie? <laughs> but it brings up an interesting point, because, I mean, think about it. The top 1% of people could very well do something like that if it ever became a thing. Just make a bunch of human hybrids they don't have to pay money to. Yeah. yeah. To yeah. work for you, you know? That's true. I mean, that's kind of the argument against trying to do it is, like, the right to life. Like, that human has the right to a human life. That animal that you're using has the right to that have that animal's life. Like, it's kind of like this weird gray area morally. But what researchers are trying to do now is see if they can grow organs in other animals because lab-based stem cell growth like in petri dishes isn't very successful they have found success in is like growing stem cells in embryos and if they could grow human organs in pig embryos successfully then that could alleviate the shortage in organs for transplants so that's their main goal now is to see if they can get the most common you know organs that are needed for transplants hearts stuff like that growing in sheep or pig embryos to be used for transplants but since right now only you know 0.01 percent of the cells in the sheep embryo were human they would anything they grew now would just be rejected by right yeah everyone's bodies so I, I, what the article i read about from the 2018 breakthrough said they would need about one percent of the cells to be human um so they still have quite a bit of work to do in order to grow an organ but, I mean, why stop at just growing organs? And that's where my question for you two comes up. Imagine you're planning your new designer baby. What animal do you borrow DNA from? And what features of that animal are you targeting in your new hybrid human? White-tailed deer, antlers. 
I already well, knew that. Uh, I already had that ready. Because antlers are cool as shit. I mean, you're not yeah. wrong. Antlers no other, are really cool. no other, literally no other reason. I was thinking as you're talking about about this, I'm thinking to myself, man, I really wish I had some antlers. That'd be fucking dope. And uh, yeah, I I and I would un unbeknownst to my child give them antlers. Do you think you they grow not. overly confident with their antlers? You know, like we I run into so. a few other kids that have antlers and and you know try to charge at each other and fight and realize they don't have the same neck strength that a deer has. Fighting with antlers is pretty dangerous. <laughs> not only that, but you better not let them go into the woods. Yeah, and that's true. Shot. Mm, yeah, maybe. I like it though. Antlers are hot right now. Everyone loves antlers. <laughs> antlers hot right now for sure for sure all right i'm gonna go a weird route and i would pick an axolotl and the feature on them would be their gills because mm-hmm. they can breathe underwater and above water so that's how good... cool would that be yeah that's a good answer too that's a great one how about a swim team for that kid? Right. <laughs> right never. Exactly. I never come up for air. It's <laughs> the so next Michael Phelps. They're gonna have this to create a whole new Olympics for animal hybrids. Yeah. <laughs> or we just get rid of the old Olympics. True. The new Olympics is the only Olympics because listen, if you're not part animal, what are you doing? Yeah, right. none of that Athens shit. Yeah. No. Nah. But yeah, that's human-animal hybrids. That's fun. One day. One day, one day I'll have, we'll get there. One day I'll have bear claws. Which, I mean, you can just pick them up at your local donut shop, but that's fine. I think that's more of Andrew's thing. Bear claws. <laughs> They're too sticky for me. Don't don't no. steal that from me. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was wrong. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of Today I Would Like to Share. Join us again next time where we do it all again. And remember, as Snoop Dogg says, it ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. Bye. You can cut that bye out if you don't like it, but I wanted to throw something in there.